0: this is eddie and this is miguel and you're listening to the god life culture podcast
1: yes welcome back we are back for another episode we're so thankful that you are listening to us um whatever you're doing if you're uh, on your way to work on your way to school chilling at home whatever you're doing we just thank you for tuning in and listening to us um can't believe we are in november crazy and um thanksgiving is just what next week yeah that's that's crazy. Um, time is definitely flying, and I know around this time, it gets super busy, and yep. um, we're all over the place, right? I know you can you can relate. Yeah,
0: this is the time of the year where everything blinks. Like, one September comes around, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another, and by the time you see it, Happy New Year. You're, you know, celebrating the new year. Uh, but I guess, if anything, it's good. It's, it's good. It's a time of year, usually, that's very joyous. You know, it's a time of year where people are getting together they're eating a lot of food but also you know fellowship and families get together people flying from other places or just a simple fact that people get together in these holidays to just eat and talk and you know have a great time is good because maybe the whole year you haven't had the opportunity yeah. uh to have a dinner with you know all your family or your relatives or your close ones um and when these holidays come around it does give you the opportunity Uh, To do that. So, you know, that's really cool. And if there's anybody out there that doesn't have that, you know, there's I'm pretty sure there's people in your church and, you know, uh, there's church groups or youth groups or whatever that are, you know waiting for you with arms wide open. Uh, So if you do notice that, you know, during this time of year, there's anyone who, you know, maybe they just moved into the neighborhood or they just started coming to your church or whatever it is. And you see that, you know, you think that maybe they don't have any plans uh, for the holidays, reach out to them, invite them, you know, be like, hey, we're doing something at my place. Would you like to come? And, you know, I think it'll be good to do that as well. Yeah, I think,
1: I think this season definitely opens up that opportunity for people to just catch up with friends and family yep. and also make new friends yeah. and um, situations like that. I think that that's awesome. So definitely, like you said, find a way to do something different. I know around Thanksgiving, we focus on gratitude. We focus on thanks. And, you know, I think a lot of times in the busyness of our lives and the busyness of our schedule, we just don't take those moments to sit back and be thankful and sit back and just Show that gratitude, whether it is to our families, to our loved ones or whoever it is around us. So just be intentional and make sure that, you know, you're taking out the time to thank those that, you know, do a lot for you, that are there for you and just, you know, share the love, spread the love.
0: Yeah. And and also on top of Thanksgiving, November also brings Election Day, which is something that has been very um, I don't want to say popular, but you know, a lot of people have been pushing, or had been, or were pushing, uh, for people to go out and vote. You yeah, know, we see the involvement of celebrities. We see the involvement of. You know, social media people, we see the involvement of just people in general, like just, you know, posting and, you know, reminding people. I know that my job, we had people that were going around like, hey, don't forget, you have to vote or whatever. Um, and then we see the participation that after people vote, they put the picture up, mm-hmm. the I vote, I voted sticker. Um, so, you know, there, there was a big wave. Uh, to go out and vote because of what a lot of people thought or believe, which is true to be a very important vote. Um, You know, the New York Times had posted, uh, had pushed out an article uh, that we found or that you found very interesting and sent to me, which then when I read, I found interesting as well, titled, Uh, God is going to have to forgive me. Uh, young evangelicals speak out. And it was uh, the point of view of about five uh, young people who, you know, speak about the struggle of being a believer, but in also being in a nation that gives you the opportunity to vote. Um, and, you know, our government does have, you know, the two major parties, which are the Republicans and the Democrats. And then, you know, all the other ones that fall in between as well. Uh, but, it, you know, it poses the question of, as a Christian, especially a young person, you know, what do you do when it comes to time to vote?
1: Yeah, I think this is an important issue because we find ourselves in the middle, you know, most of the times where yeah. it's like, okay, we don't necessarily agree with all of the points on the left. But then yeah. the right is just, you know, there are certain things happening that go against, you know, what we believe. And it's yes. you find yourself in that conflicting state. And, um, you know, I know we've spoken about this on the podcast before where, you know, Christian representation is needed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think in politics, it's no different. We talk about it in media and in music and in politics, it's no different. Um, So the simple fact of, you know, us as Christians going out to vote, our vote matters. And it's important. It's important, you know, um, to go out there and ensure that, you know, we're actually voting and trying to, you know, obviously make a difference. And, you know, in prayer, just hoping that God definitely, um, you know, has his way in appointing those who he wants to be in office. And um, this article, I really loved a lot of the points that they made about the struggle, um, particularly that it's not just with political leaders, but within the religious communities. Yeah. So not so much is it just, you know, focused on those who are running, but it's also, it goes way beyond that. You know, yes. it's like a whole thing that we have to Um, you know kind of go through so the article like you said highlights a lot of um, young people's stories and all of these individuals who um, you know were featured in this article were young evangelicals they were involved in their churches and they pretty much you know are in conflict with what to do and struggle with that either because their families have certain views and opinions and you know are more maybe conservative and then you know um, the younger generation may be labeled as more liberal yep. or more outgoing or just more accepting of certain things. Yes. So I think it's a very tough balance. Um, and I think me and you both fall under this category, where you find yourselves conflicted at times. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that one of the things that um, young people especially are turned off by is um, where a lot of times, especially in our church communities, Um, When we speak against a lot of things, it comes it comes off. It comes across as coming from a place of hate. It comes a place from anger. It comes from a very negative place. And what winds up happening is that, um, you know, it, it comes off as a as a way of judgment. And I don't think that any of us us are here to prejudge or judge anyone, regardless of their faults, regardless of their circumstances or situations. And I think that young people um, are really turned off by that. And because of that, uh, we see that they are um, more open to being uh, understanding and even having conversations, which I think it's something that especially the older generation um, are not that known for. For having open conversations to being able to speak about uh, topics that are either taboo or speak about subjects that you know they're they're so gung-ho about that that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong okay it's wrong but let's have a conversation about it let's speak about it you know present to me your points present to me what you're speaking about i'll present you my points and have that dialogue and i think that that is a a avoid that a lot of young people feel that are going on in their churches where they aren't having these dialogues. They're only speaking about this right. is wrong. You know, that's wrong. You know, you're going to go to hell for this or that's a sin. OK, it is. But let's speak about it. You know, right. Let's have that conversation. And I think that, you know, that's what's pushing a lot of young people to, you know, have their point of views and their decisions because they aren't having those conversations in the church so they have to have those conversations outside of church i don't know if any of that made any yeah, sense. yeah no
1: it makes sense and i think even beyond that they're not having conversations like this in the church and they're definitely not having conversations like this at home with their parents oh yes or yes, at home yes, with yes, their yes. siblings and yeah. i think that's the other you know side of of it where you know a lot of times the church not saying that you were saying this but the church can get blamed for not educating enough or not talking yes. enough about yes, these yes, issues yes. when there are certain things that can be discussed at home and at should home. be discussed Absolutely. at home and um, i know one of the stories that this article you know mentions was um you know, a female. She was 22 years old. She considers herself a a Democrat. And um, she was in college. And basically with everything going on, you know, from her experience regarding, um, you know, the way she called it, um, the anti-gay theology, she said that she began to question that and basically told her parents about this. And obviously, you know, her parents were not too happy about it. And, um, you know, she said that she never questioned or read outside material on these subjects. She just took what, you know, was told to her and what, you know, right. So she never did the research herself. And she says that she gave a communion message in 2016 and kind of spoke about how God, you know, chose to die the death for all of the marginalized people. And she kind of goes on a list of different types of people or groups that God died, that Jesus died for. Yeah. And, um, she said her church reprimanded her for it and said she was abusing the pulpit, um, And she said that other members, you know, kind of used it to openly stump for Trump and say hateful things about Muslims and the LGBT community. Yeah. So obviously she finds herself like, wait a minute. I don't really think that as Christians we should be attacking these people like this, you know, Um, and maybe even all of that hatred and all of those um, negative comments and negativity and things like that kind of pushed her to really think. And go, you know, completely to the other side where yeah. she began to really question her theology and what she really believed. And I think at times, you know, we have to be so careful that we don't, again, overpower God's love and overpower or over, let you know, our own beliefs and, you know, uh, dogmas, you can say, and doctrines about certain things overshadow what God says and, you know, what God calls us to do, you know, and um, she definitely expressed that. She loved the community that raised her, but, you know, like she wouldn't really invite anyone Mm -hmm. because she was afraid of how they would react when the church would do these things. So I think, you know, it is that struggle that a lot of young evangelicals face within their churches in this case, where at times they may feel like their church, you know, is way too vocal about certain things mm-hmm. and they don't really express the love and mercy side of it, Yeah, you know, as well. And they find themselves in the middle of that.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, what, what, as you were speaking, what it was reminding me of uh, was, you know, the, the, The um, same kind of struggle that people have where you have those churches that only preach prosperity and then you have the other churches that a lot of us uh, would consider or would would stereotype them as being what in the Spanish community is called being rajatabla. Which is, you know, you have the, the it's two, they're, they're both at the end of the, uh, both extremes of the spectrum. Um, and the same thing kind of goes with what we're speaking not about now about politics, about social issues, about social economic issues, where, you know, why aren't these things being spoken about in the church? Yes, it goes back to the, yes, it needs to be spoken about at home as well. Uh, but you do have certain, certain, certain individuals like me, for example, me growing up, I was the only person in my household that was a Christian that was going to church. So I was never going to have those conversations at home because my family wasn't um, wasn't gonna have the same point of view or the same, um, or wasn't gonna have the information needed to guide me. So that is where I would then have to depend on the church. But the church wasn't having those conversations either. Um, so that's why it's very important that as leaders, as church people, as you know, as husbands, as wives, as brothers, sisters, fathers, cousins, aunts, uncles, as whatever, you know, that you take on the responsibility to you know have those conversations and be open. And if the reason why you don't want to have the conversations is Because you don't know what to say, because you don't feel educated, because you, you know, this is just something that you've believed your whole life and never questioned. Then I'm not telling you to question. It. I'm telling you educate yourself on it, so that when right. it does come up, you're able to form an opinion and not just be like, oh no, that's what they always taught me my whole life. Yeah. You know that that's wrong. Okay, it's good. Yes, because the Bible is very clear on what is wrong and what is right. But you want to know. Why? You want to be able to defend it. You want to be able to speak about it and speak about it with love and not just come uh, from a place of, of ignorance of that's just it is what it is.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that goes for all aspects of our relationship with God. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, you know, why do you really believe this? Well, it's what I've always done and what my parents told me to do and what I've seen other people do. You know, I think it's important, like you said, to educate yourself, have your own experience and your own voice and view on certain things. I mean, another one of the individuals that was interviewed, um, he's 23 years old. He his family moved from Mexico in 1999. His parents are pastors and Pentecostal evangelical, um, you know, church and he pretty much said that he what he's an evangelical christian and he chose to compromise basically in choosing to prioritize his core christian beliefs mm-hmm. over the immigration policies that was being pushed and that for him was his conflict yeah you know so obviously he voted for trump and he had to look and p- pretty much say okay i'm going to put my christian beliefs over the fact You know, over the immigration policies that he has or the views on immigration that he has. And I'm sure that was tough for him because he and his family kind of experienced this firsthand. So for him, you know, he found himself at a place where he was experiencing this tension. And um, he goes on to say that he doesn't talk politics to anyone, not even his family. They talk about Christian values. So, you know, their perspective is we don't do politics, we talk Christian values. You know, so if the Christian values are not there, then that is not what where you know our view or opinion lies and that's something that a lot of people you know have that mentality where they look at the long list of okay you know if i'm looking at christian values you know then that's what i'm looking at and that's really all that matters for me and i'm gonna go vote for that side
0: but i think that that's prayer is so important yeah because you know it's very easy uh to go with the idea of i'm voting off the christian values but then it's a tough place to be in because a lot of these individuals who um, speak or promote these quote unquote Christian values are really just weaponizing it. They're using it as a way to gain votes. So like if like they're just saying it is say it, but do they really apply that to their life? Do they is does their life reflect what they're saying? And that's you the know, bigger picture. Yeah. And that's the that's the crazy part, because you want to vote. Towards, you, towards the side that you feel like aligns more with your faith, that aligns m- with your Christian values, but then the people that are saying it, are not living by it.
1: They're misrepresenting God you know, and so the whole message.
0: So it's so crazy because, right. you know, yes, I'm going to vote Christian value because that's, you know, the right thing to do. That's the Christian thing to do. But then you're voting for people that are just using it as a weapon, as a way to uh, taint, to, uh, you know, sens- sens- sensationalize it or, you know, uh, draw you into voting for them because that's the platform that they feel uh, is effective to gaining your vote. So that's why I think that prayer is so important yeah. because you, as us young people, find ourselves between such a rock and a hard place you know it's like the young lady that was speaking about um wanting to vote for you know women's white women's rights and equality and you know she spoke about how she you know marched with the me too movement but there were things that were being said or being um protested for and all this other stuff at those movements that she wasn't you know 100% in agreement with but you know because she does see that there is a need for women's rights and equality in our country you know she kind of had to go with them and take the good and leave the bad you know and we and i feel that that's that's the sticky area that we find ourselves in where regardless of if you if you go left right up down or whatever you're going to find yourself with a group of people or in a in a space where you cannot agree with them on everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you said it right um, in the sense of prayer is the most important. And when you put, you know, our view and our feelings and just kind of present them for the Lord and tell God, God, put peace in my heart about who to vote for, about what direction I should take, you know, God will definitely do that. So we just encourage all of you, uh, young generation out there, those millennials who huh. find themselves kind of in this struggle, in this battle, you know, don't give up, don't lose hope, your voice your voice matters, your yes. opinion matters. Find someone who will listen to you, find someone who gets it. And um, you know, at the end of the day, you stand on the Bible. And what the Lord puts in your heart and the peace that He gives you regarding any situation. We're yes. talking about voting now. This can be about a job. This can be about a you know a step you need to take in a relationship and anything. You know, definitely we want to make sure that whatever we do, we have God's support and overall his peace in our lives. Absolutely. And um, you know, I know that topics like this get real crazy, real chaotic, <laughs> and just, you know, we hear it all the time in the news and just a lot of times it just seems like you need that little glimpse of hope or that little bit of just, okay, can we just not focus on this and, you know, all of this conflict and things like that. And, um, I love moments like about this next story that we're going to talk about when these things happen and situations like this happen, because this is what for me kind of bridges that gap and Mm -hmm. shows people, okay, the person that's sitting in the white house could be, you know, saying one thing Mm -hmm. and misrepresenting God You know, Mm -hmm. and you know, saying one thing, doing another. But there are people out there that represent Christ to the fullest. Yes, who show His love, express His love. Yeah, does not matter where they are, and they will fully represent Christ. And those are the people that truly you know what we need to be looking at and kind of if there's anyone you know that Mm -hmm. you want to look at and it's those people that you see truly represent christ the right way and there are those out there doing that
0: yeah and look at in the sense of that it is possible right it is possible to be successful it is possible to be out there and you know be 100 percent authentically yourself but also represent christ to the fullest
1: yeah lauren daigle i know we have been speaking about her in almost every podcast episode (laughs) but like we say it's because she's doing something yeah, and yeah, she's, she's killing it about. and um she was recently on the ellen show and um, dun, dun, she made dun. an appearance and i mean i loved it when i found out she was gonna be on the ellen show i was like super excited about this i think it's a great platform for her to have been on yeah. she went and made her debut on the ellen show and performed still rolling stones from her new album look up child um you know and she pretty much went on the show and sang her heart out and she put it on her Instagram page. And of course all the super saved sanctified and holy (laughs) church folks, right. um, Uh, Had something to say. And they pretty much were against the fact that she went on Ellen um, saying that, you know, Ellen is lesbian and they argued that she completely missed the heart of God. And I mean, Are you serious? That's my question. Yeah, this is what was being said. And I remember looking at the comments when I saw... Like initially what people were, you know, kind of like putting out there about her on Ellen and looking at the comments. There were a lot of people that were saying things like that. Like how could you mix light and darkness? You know, how could you compromise and oh, you're doing this for the money. You're doing this for the check. You're doing this for this. I wonder what Ellen did to have, you know, like things like that. It's crazy. And it's crazy, you know, but I love, love, love what she said and how she responded Um, to her critics and she pretty much said I think the second we start drawing Mm -hmm. lines around which people are able to be approached and which aren't we've already completely missed the heart of God yep and I love that she used you know, what they were saying to Mm -hmm. her about missing the heart of God, she just took it and slapped it right back to them and said, you know what? Well, we're completely missing the heart of God. The minute we start saying, you know, we can only do this. We can only go there. We can't talk to those people. Don't go on that person's show. Don't do this. Don't do that. We've already missed God's heart. And I think that, um, you know she was super brave to go on a platform like that and go on a show like that she sang one of her songs her album you listen to it you can completely tell her faith you yes. can completely see you know that she loves Jesus that she's passionate about him and um, I think this is a this was a great 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 moment for yeah. her what are your thoughts No yeah
0: she continued to say I don't have all the answers in life but one thing I know is that I can't choose who I'm supposed to be kind to and who I'm not Because that's the mission, right? Be who Christ was to everyone as well. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than people that they just completely miss the point. Like, they're so holy. They're so sanctified. They're so connected, quote unquote, that they completely miss the point. And it's like, man, she's on a platform where she's not promoting anything else but her album and what her album represents. She's not there, you know, she's not there promoting Ellen generous. she's not there promoting whatever Ellen generous stands for, and all that good stuff she used. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for her to be on a platform and to speak about God, speak about her, her album, which, you know, some people are like, oh, she didn't say the word Jesus. So, you know, it was a missed opportunity no not necessarily because people maybe liked her music and we're like oh that's cool they checked out her album and through her album then following her on social media and seeing what she does you know it does have a ripple effect in a very positive way as well so you know i just think that a lot of times people need to take a seat number one take several seats as some people would say uh but also you know be able to see beyond um what is easy to criticize you know you have people that you know where you know everybody complains about halloween and everybody talks about you know halloween's the devil's day and the zen and third and you know they criticize this person and that person or whatever you know but like for example like something that i like that jimmy Needham and his family did was that they use it as an as an as an opportunity to to evangelize you know, they gave out candies, but they also had prayer stations. They also had a section where people can put, you know, what they what they needed prayer for, and all that other stuff, petitions and things. And I think that that's what we're supposed to be doing, using something that can. You know, not that the Ellen show is something that is 100% negative, but using something that can be perceived as being a negative outlet and being like, no, I'm going to flip this and I'm going to use this to glorify God in whichever way possible.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know what, half the people that were probably saying something are probably at home doing nothing or sitting at their church doing nothing, you know, and it seems like... You know, like you said, we completely miss the point of things. God calls us. God gives us talents. God gives us, you know, creative abilities and different things to impact the world. Imagine if every Christian singer, worship leader only sang in the church. Yeah. Imagine if every preacher, if every speaker, motivational speaker, whatever, only spoke in the church. Who would be reaching the world? You know, because I'm sure all of those people commenting on Lauren Daigle's. Post. Yeah. Haven't spoken to G- about to, you know, anybody else about God. I'm yeah. sure they have not witnessed at all in the last week, yeah. you know, and those are the things that we really need to be putting into perspective. You know what? Light shines best in darkness. Yep. Now, the light does not compromise itself when it enters darkness. Light no. is still light, yep. you know, and. As long as the person that God is using in that moment, you know, to be on a show like Ellen or The Real or The View and all of these talk shows. She was also on Jimmy Fallon this week. I mean, great, great platforms that, you know a lot of people don't get it and, and truth is we don't see a lot of Christian artists on these platforms nope. when was the last time you saw someone on Jimmy Fallon you know Christian like that I know we spoke about Tori Kelly not too long ago yeah. who did a gospel album and she was on The Late Show and you mm-hmm. know it's great when you are when you see that Christian representation out there yes. you know where we can show mainstream you know um, individuals people that just listen to mainstream music that there is something powerful with Christian and gospel music Absolutely. you know and um, I believe As long as that person is completely, you know, um, showing that they reflect Christ and showing that, you know what, I love Jesus and they're Mm -hmm. not, you know, either by the way they're dressed or how they carry themselves or the music they're singing, you know, as long as all of that is in alignment with what they believe and who they represent, man, they could be anywhere doing this. You know, as long as, again, you are truly representing who God is. And I think if, if, you know, God was pleased with that. I mean, I think God was very pleased with that, pleased at the results. And again, you know. or he
0: was not pleased with, with, with the critics. Right. And I think that that is something that, you know like, come on, people, we have to stop being that way, you know, like, especially with the ability of social media, you know, you have these keyboard thugs and all that other stuff or whatever, but they, I'm pretty sure that in the same way that they were critical of Lauren Daigle and her singing on the Ellen Show or whatever, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're that critical in their church, where instead of being of help, of being of service, of, you know, doing something they're actually just sitting back and criticizing and it's like man you know like let's stop with the criticizing let's actually do the work let's put in the effort let's let's make a change let's be the difference because if you put that much energy as much energy as you put as being you know a keyboard thug or whatever a troll how they would say on social media into actually doing something positive man like it would make such a difference, but it's just that these, and you know, yeah, there's people that do just, they just say the stuff to say it, you know, which are the trolls, which are the people that just go up there and they know for a fact that they're talking reckless and that they're criticizing and criticizing, they're just looking for a reaction. But a lot of the people were genuine. They were genuinely criticizing her. Um, And you know, I think that's not what God has called us here for. The same way that we can't judge, we shouldn't criticize. Uh, We should, you know, see if, be like, you know what? I think God could use that moment to glorify himself. And if he can, then awesome. Now, if it was something reckless and if it was something like completely like out of whack, then, you know, absolutely is like, man, I don't think that was the right decision. But this is not the case. This isn't one of those situations where you could sit back and be like, wow, that was crazy. No, this was a, a situation where it was a platform that God used to do his thing
1: yeah and And, um you know she sat down with the christian post in an interview and pretty much started talking about how um you know many people have been kind of categorizing her as like mainstream now you know and kind of separating her from the christian side of music and she was saying that Um, She quotes, I wasn't looking at making my music as mainstream versus Christian. I was like, okay, what is the purest version of me? Or what is the purest thing that God has written into my spirit? And how do I express that? How do I communicate that? And she was pretty much saying she was creating music for outside the walls of the church but she's not choosing mainstream over Christian that wasn't even a thought in her mind and again I think that you know it's situations like this can cause us to self-reflect and Mm -hmm. think about our own lives if there's something God has given you ideas gifts talents you know it's great if it's to bless a church you know, and be within the four walls of the church. But how awesome would it be if you can go outside the walls of the church? How amazing would it be if your gift can be a blessing both inside the church and outside the church without you needing to compromise, yes. without you needing to do certain things to get there? And I believe a lot of times the reason why these people feel this way is because they probably know of someone or have heard of someone who maybe started off a certain way and wanted to reach a certain level of fame and recognition and mm. confidence compromised along the way so immediately because of that we put people in certain boxes you know and we feel like everyone is the same and every christian artist is the same thing once they start getting some recognition they start changing and they do this and they do that but there are people out there that truly represent christ and do it the right way and could be examples for all of us
0: yeah you know and i think this segues us to um the next thing we're going to speak about um which is individuals that do have skills and do have talents um and you know use them to glorify the lord but then we have those who um use their talents for other things there was an interesting video that you sent me um from a youtube channel called pretty simple music um and the guy in the video is speaking about the difference between being a musician and being a music ministry um you know and he shares his uh, testimony about how you know he's a he's a keyboardist um, he's a musician and, you know, he had taken the opportunity to play for a small church um, who was going to pay him, um, and, you know, bless him with a fee. And that, you know, as time went by, you know, he stood at the church and they kept on blessing him. And they kept on increasing uh, what he was making um, at the church. And then all of a sudden the pastor approached him and, you know, shared with him, um, unfortunately, we're no longer going to be able to pay you. Uh, So he speaks about how he was like, okay, that's my cue to leave. Uh, And, you know, he left and he went to go do some other gigs on the side. He started, I think he also started playing in in another church that was giving him um, some pay, some compensation as well. But then uh, he fell from God to actually go back to the church that stopped paying him. Um, and he speaks about that he went back to the church and he wasn't only a musician. He was helping in other ministries as well. And he was really invested in doing his thing. And after some time, the pastor came up to him and explained to him the reason why he stopped paying him. And he said, I wanted to test to see where your heart is. Are you really in this because of ministry, because of God? Or were you just looking at this as any other paycheck? Um, You know, and that's a conversation that we have had uh, plenty of times off air. where we speak, uh, you know, that that whole debate on, you know, musicians, especially musicians, specifically uh, being compensated musicians that, you know, get paid for working or for playing at a church. And uh, those that then use and do and take their talents elsewhere um, and play in other places. And, you know, all that, you know big and good stuff or whatever. So I don't know. What was your opinion on the video?
1: Yeah. I mean, the video I sent it to you, cause obviously we speak about this off air, like you said. And I think that he, the he starts off the video by basically breaking down the difference between what it means to play music church gigs yeah. and then be in music ministry. Yes. And I think that just in the language itself, when people speak, you know, you can definitely tell where their heart lies. Mm-hmm. When something is a music gig and a church gig, it's like I'm gonna go do my thing and bounce. Yeah, get my and money I'm expecting and be out. to get something. Yeah. But then the minute you say ministry, there's service there. Yeah. So there's a difference. Yep. I'm choosing to serve, I'm choosing to do this, and I may not get compensated. Yes. Right. But again, it's ministry where I'm okay with that. Yes. Right. And I think that's like the first thing we have to kind of discuss and kind of see like, okay, you know, if you find yourself as a musician or, you know, worship leader, Mm -hmm. singer, you know, however, whatever capacity you are, there are many different, you know, ways that you can serve in a church and receive, you know, um, a check for and be, you know, paid. Um, it's to see your motive, your, first of all, your motivation, you know, am I doing this for money or am I doing this because this is what I love to do and I want to use my gift for God. There's Mm -hmm. a space here available for me to do that. And it just so happens to offer money. You know, I know people who they take that route and they have a job on the side and they're completely okay with doing their two job thing, Mm -hmm. you know, while others, um, are not okay with that, yeah. you know, and feel like they deserve more money or they deserve, you know, money period, um, money, period yeah. you know? So I think first it's just, all right, let's analyze our motivation and our reasoning behind this, you know, and is this a gig or is this ministry for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and this has nothing again to do with, um, you know, doing ministry for free and not receiving anything at all because, you know, you want a certain minister to come and, you know, preach at your church or you want a band to go and sing at your church and they're halfway across the country, mm-hmm. you can't expect them to just, you know, pick up get and get there yeah. and do what they got to do for you for three days, you yeah. know, and then go back home and the same way. Yep. You know, it's our responsibility, you know, as a church to bless those ministries and to bless those ministers. But now if I feel... Like if you are a part of a congregation Mm -hmm. and you have a gift and you have a talent and maybe your church is not at the place where they can pay you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like you should be willing to serve in ministry Mm -hmm. and, you know, be willing to do something and not expect anything in return like that. Now, there are many different cases and exceptions to rules and things Mm -hmm. that we can talk about with people who give, 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 and serve, 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 and then they burn out, and the church kind of seems to be taking advantage of them, and it's like, okay, maybe you should be paying them because they honestly do a lot, you know, but when it comes out of you and you are the one to be like, you know. Okay, well, you know what? What's the pay? Or is this a paid <laughs> position? What's your compensation package? Yeah. You know, when that's the vocabulary and language coming out of your mouth, off the jump, you have to then question your motives. Why are yes. you doing this?
0: No, yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know that is key. And I've always one of my points has always been um, that yes, you know, these are gifts that God has given us, so we should be able to you know, use them as of service without expecting anything in return. Uh, but I think that, you know, one of the things that there, there's ways for you to take care of your people that has nothing to do with money, you know, there's ways for you to take care of your musicians or your worship leaders or whatever that is not, you know, is not a paycheck, you know, being attentive, being like, hey, how's it going? Do you need a break? Was it too much this time or whatever? Or, yo, simply cooking for them. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do that shows we appreciate you we know you're putting a lot of time work and effort into doing this and thank you you know and i think that that's one of the things that you know when i when i've spoken to musician people that i know musician friends as well that have left the church or have stopped playing for churches and go play for other places or whatever it's because of that they they feel burnt out they feel not they they feel that they're not appreciated and i think that you know yes you know, as as a musician, as a singer, as a as a church secretary, as a whatever, you know, you do uh, what you're supposed to do because you know, your love for God and your love to, to, to be of service to others and that you understand, you know, how God uses your gift to bless other people. You know, well, I think muse, uh, musicians and, and, and worshipers are, you know, so important in the church because God uses their gifts in such an incredible way to, you know, bring healing and freedom and liberation and uplifting and joy. There's so many things that God does uh, through our musicians and through our singers that sometimes they feel like our churches do take, that for granted. Uh, But, you know, you also have to be understanding of the fact that, man, you know, if I've never received a dollar for this or whatever, it's, you know, but I'm doing it and I know that God is seeing my heart and God is seeing, you know, what I'm doing, kind of being okay with that as well. I don't know. know.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I believe that that is 100% the case when you are Within your local church, yes, you know, and I feel like it's sad when you have so many people with gifts and abilities that are able to do certain things sitting in your church simply because their ego has them there because they're not getting paid and because they feel like they should be paid, you know. And we have so many different people, um, again, that have you know abilities to do things and should be doing things, but again, when money is the focus or what they're getting in return is the focus, you know, that always. Ends up, you know, being a, such a negative thing. And, um, but a lot of yeah. that also
0: has to do because they've gotten burned before. You know, you know what it is to be invited to play or to sing or to preach at a three day event. And then, then at the end of the week for them to be like, oh, okay, thank you. They didn't, they didn't even pay for your gas. They didn't pay for anything, you know. And I know people that have done that have gone right. and traveled and have gone. And yeah, right, you but don't when do you're it. going,
1: when you're going to, you know, your local church that's 15 minutes from your house. Oh, well, you then, know, then you can then be you like, you know, be, I start and your off church, at $600. Right. And <laughs> your church is a church made up of 65 people. Yeah. You know, then you should not be requiring certain things. You know, if you know, especially if you know the church cannot financially afford, you know, yes. to give you and the other guy. Because, you know, you play every service. But what mm-hmm. about, you know, the person that cleans the toilet, you know, that mm-hmm. you use? Every day when you come here to rehearse and play, you know, like, should we not be paying them too for the amount of time and, you know, things that they do? So there are many, I believe, jobs within a church that, you know, we have mega churches and churches that are very big and established that have. Employees, You know, and yes. people that do get paid to yes. do various things but aside from worship leaders and ministers yes. and things like that, you know, but again, they can afford to do that. They're able yes. to do that. And the job and responsibility is way more than you playing twice a week at a church for an hour and a half you know, where they're doing a lot more, you know. Um, But again, I think it just all boils down to your motivation and your reasoning behind it. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, creative people in general have this um, lack of patience a lot of times where, you know, they feel like they deserve to be at a certain place where they feel like, you know what, like, I recognize I have a gift God you've given me this gift like I feel like you know more people need to hear this gift more people need to be you know I picture myself playing at a big church or doing this being you know a worship leader here at a mega church and all these different things that we despise the small beginnings you know and because Mm -hmm. we want to be a musician within the church that gets paid you know when we're in our small beginning right now where we are playing three times a week and not getting paid we grow frustrated Mm -hmm. and we kind of let go of certain things and you know grow weary and kind of lose our focus along the way because we're trying to reach that ultimate goal of God I would love to do this full time and you know be fully devoted where this is my job you know you think about it imagine someone who loves to lead worship and sing imagine that being your job oh that'll be the best that'll be the best yeah a musician who loves to play and worship God through that instrument imagine that being their job yeah they would love it You know, and I think so many creative people have those ultimate goals and ambitions and things that they see themselves doing in the future. And the key word is future. You know, but right now you're not there yet. So it's like I have the option. You know, this church I'm at, there's only 100 people here. They can't afford to pay me. And I'm a musician and I'm a worship leader. You know what? I'm gonna pick up my stuff and go, and I'm gonna go find a church that can pay me or go find yeah. somewhere, you know, that can sustain me where I don't have to work. Well, you usually know, and I don't one, have to do certain things. Well, what,
0: what winds up happening, from my opinion, nine out of 10 times is that someone that has that mentality that, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm just gonna boogie out and, you know, because this place isn't paying me, and they go on the hunt. For a church that will actually doesn't find it, and what they wind up doing is then what we were speaking about before, compromising themselves and being like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta eat somehow, so let me go play, you know, at this gig. Let me go play at this place. Let me go play at a bar. Let me play for this, you know, uh, this band that you know, they you know, has nothing to do with the Lord, has nothing to do with God, but you know, I'm a musician, so hey, it is what it is, um, right. you know. And they and then they find themselves going down a That maybe they they didn't even think that they would because of the fact that their their heart and their mind is not set on what it's supposed to be on God. But I I do feel the need, though, to definitely stress that although uh, a musician or singer, whoever could be at their beginning, at their small beginning, um, as you were saying before, it's also super important that the church does help out wherever they can and I don't by that I don't mean that they give a check to the person but I think that there are things that a church can do to make that person's time there more pleasant more you know even the simplest things. so if for example you have a music director in a small church or whatever who busts their behind and you know coming up with songs or rehearsals and stuff but the singers are not appreciative they always show up late they're never prepared they're never you know they on time some of them don't even show up or whatever like that that simple thing like that is disrespectful. Like you should be there on time. You should be prepared. You should be willing and able to work because this person is taking out of their time to do this. So there are things that the church can do that, And when I say about the church, I mean, those people that are incorporated or are involved with whatever ministry or aspect of it it is that can make the person's job more enjoyable.
1: Yeah. yeah and so. like you said a lot of times it doesn't require money you yeah. know but i think again like a lot of things that we speak about on this podcast you know that dialogue and that conversation is important to have yes you know and how to go to about how to go about that need you know you need to be very wise in how to do that because a lot of times you know if you're the musician and you go and speak to someone like i think i should be getting paid or more appreciated it can come across you know, a little weird, Yeah. yeah, you know, so be wise in how you present this and be wise in how you express yourself. But I think conversations like this are super important. I mean, we were both, you know, um, involved in ministry. I mean, we Mm -hmm. are involved. We weren't, (laughs) like, we're not doing anything anymore. Um, You know, we are involved in ministry and we've been to places and traveled to places where we've received offerings and we've received, you know, a compensation. And then we've been to other places where we haven't. And, you know, then we've been to places that, Haven't given us money, but Mm -hmm. they showed us so much love and cooked us dinner and had different things, you know, like that. And again, this is not our nine to five job. This is not what sustains us. So it's like, it's okay for me to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's okay that, you know, I'm, this is not, I'm not receiving the huge amount of money. I also Mm. recognize the church I'm going to, you know, is not a mega church. It's not a huge church and, you know, they're doing what they can, you know, so I just think it's very wise, you know, you have to be very wise in how you go about these things and how you think about these things. If they invite you to play at a benefit concert for them to build a church that they're in the process of building, like, don't (laughs) expect an $800 check Yeah, because the whole point of the night is that they're building, they're you know, raising they're raising for, money, yeah, you know, but then on the other side, you don't want to be that personal organization that's constantly contacting yep. the same group of individuals to donate their services and yes. donate their time. How many times yeah. have I gotten that? Can you donate your services? Yeah. It's like I donated my services the last six times I went there, yeah, you know, so maybe this time I I can't, you know, but that's a whole separate conversation, you know, the yeah. whole idea of where... um like you said, the church, it it ultimately falls back on the church. If the church knew how to bless people, if the church knew how to support people the right way and in an effective way, where not all the time, like you said, it involves money, then it wouldn't be an issue with people. And I feel like a lot of times people wouldn't have that need to ask, you know, for certain things, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, like I said, it goes down to motivation and your reasoning behind doing things. You know, if you're involved in something because, you know, you want recognition or you want a certain level of, fame or you want someone to recognize you and give you a big opportunity, then you're already missing it from the beginning. Yep. You know, but if you look at something and you look at it like, you know what, God, this is where you have me right now. I'm gonna learn everything I'm going I can learn here. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to absorb everything. Whatever they need me to do, I'm going to do it be of help. You know, God definitely honors, you know, those um those moments and those times, you know, that you just serve because that's what it's about serving at least when it comes to ministry you know and that's something that i think we definitely have to highlight the fact Mm -hmm. that you know musicians that let's say are not believers and are not christian man you can do whatever you want yeah but i believe when you're a music minister when you're a worship leader when god has given you a gift and an ability there is definitely a different level of accountability and a different level and category that you're placed in. Mm -hmm. And it could suck for you sometimes and it could be not fair. But unfortunately, as the Levite that you are, God was the one who gave you that gift This is how it has to go down, you know, and this is how it has to be. So I think as ministers, you also have to understand that as well and understand like, okay, there's a cost for this calling. There's a price that has to be paid. And I'm not just like anybody else that can go and, you know, play here, play over there and do whatever I want, whatever my flesh wants, and then try to incorporate the spiritual Mm -hmm. in between that doesn't work like
0: that no yeah and i think you know another thing that i feel is important to to point out is that there's nothing wrong with being aligned with the vision and seeing beyond uh like for example where like for you know you may be in a church right now where they're not in a position to pay or they're not in a position to whatever uh but eventually maybe they will be so you know what you put in your time and your effort and you're like yeah you know what i'm gonna serve i'm gonna give my all i'm gonna do my thing and you know what maybe when we're in a place To actually be there, um, where they can pay me and stuff, they will. And yay, kudos to that! Awesome, I'm excited for that as well. But you know, and I and I feel like that, you know, that's important to point out. Where there's nothing wrong to that. For there's nothing wrong with that. For you to be like, okay. You know, our church is moving. Our church is growing. We're going to get to a point in the near future. And you know what? I actually want to be there. I want to be there when we're a big, huge church where we have, you know, a payroll and we have people that we're paying, you know, for their time and their services and stuff. You know, that's okay as well. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Now, don't leave the church you're at to go find another church or someone that can pay you. Yeah. And then your church blows up. And then you want to come back. And then you come back knocking (laughs) saying you want to serve. Yeah. We're already going to work.
0: It's really, oh, too bad you kind of missed the opportunity. Uh, but, you know, we hope that today has been a blessing to you guys. I know that we kind of spoke about a lot of things, but I do feel that a lot of it was aligned. And the major focus is that we just have to be close to God's heart and we have to have our ears open to know in which direction he wants us to go. We have to be of service. We have to take any opportunity that's presented to us to use it, to glorify God and to be, you know, of a blessing to others. Uh, so, you know, I want to thank you guys for tuning in um, and to, to this new episode thank you for you know every week joining us on this journey and just being here with us
1: yeah and um definitely reach out to us follow us on all our social media pages you can find us on facebook um, at God Life Culture Podcast. You can find us on our Instagram page. Um, every Friday, we try to put up a poll where yeah. we're just asking a question, needing some thoughts and comments. So definitely, you know, share your ideas with us on our social media pages. Be on the lookout for those polls. And um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and um, listening to us. I mean, this is episode, what, six five. or five? Yeah, something like that. We lose track, but like, I, we've been doing this already... A, a few we weeks in the second season in the beginning
0: yeah. so kind of you know kind of yeah the number no this is, a little little, this is episode six is episode we're at six yeah.
1: so um definitely thank you for riding with us we've had a lot of new listeners and people tuned in so thank you so yeah. much um as you all know every wednesday we've released a new episode so be on the lookout for um a new episode we got thanksgiving coming up we got christmas coming up so we'll have some exciting things happening
0: so thank you once again for tuning in uh, to our podcast the god life culture podcast that's god God life Culture. culture until next time see ya bye